Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tires. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast, our final show of 2023 out of Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. So if you want one last look at Mark Bickley before he spends a bit of time with the family, have a listen on the app. You can see the cameras and see Bix has had a haircut and he's shaved. Mm, You are all just business today. I had a shave early in the week. I had to do something um, on... Sort of, I did a live stream for the Adelaide Football Club on their first. You should have kept the goatee because no. you did the, the Guernsey presentation, yeah, or the one that you didn't miss yeah, no, because you were having a just, beer. It looked, I was looked dishevelled, which wasn't great. The haircut so. looks very good. Well, I went to a different uh, different place. I can't remember the name. Yeah, of it, cool but... story. All right, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Maybe it's an upgrade, is what I'm saying. I've got no idea because I don't have haircuts because I don't have hair. Good morning to you, Daniel. Thank you for listening in 2023. What do you got for us? Before I got my point, just on the captain's calls. Yeah. Pizza boxes are square because they're cheaper than only one piece of cardboard where Circle needs several pieces put together by a machine. See? Yeah. Perfect. Good See, work, this Daniel. is why love we it. love you, Daniel. This is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the reason why I called is, Vic, she got a bit of pull with Adler Football Club. Yep. If, sure, they have already, but if they haven't done it, they've got to get on the phone to the New York Jets and say, what has Aaron Rodgers done to his Achilles injury? Because he had his surgery a week after Harry Schomburg, mm-hmm. and as of this morning, he's off injury reserve, and they expect him to play again in three weeks' time. Yeah. And there's talk that Harry Schomburg might miss the whole of the season next year. Yeah. Well, traditionally, um, Achilles injuries are a 12-month injury, and so he did it in the last round of the year, so that would suspect that he's... Um, it's going to be tough. Harry Schomburg's a young man, so that would help. The other thing I'll say, I don't know the, I don't know what happened uh, with Aaron Rodgers at the New York Jets and how he got back so quickly. But sometimes what they do, and we went through this with knee injuries a little while back. You can do that. Used to be the Lars surgery, where you, it's an assisted uh, surgery, where you, when they sew up the um, the cruciate ligament, they put some elastic in there, and that makes it mend quicker. And some older players elected to do that because they could come back really quickly. You could come back in three to six months because they thought, you know what, I don't, I'm too old. I can't afford to, um, uh, to have 12 months out of football. The trouble is some of those surgeries are, you know, have a 50% success rate or they have much lower success rate. So older players late in their career were happy to take a punt, but younger players early in their career, not so great a decision, I wouldn't have thought. So I don't know anything about Aaron Rodgers, but I wonder if he might have gone that down that path uh, and that's how he's got back so quickly. But I'll, I'll have a look into it for you, Daniel, and um, I'll tell you in February next year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs>
Thanks, uh, you're mate. a legend. We appreciate you listening. Um, a few just, more just texts on that, coming though, in. I know that Adelaide, actually, um, Trevor Jakes, who was our original fitness coach, has a great relationship with um, a lot of the um, NFL teams in America. And they do uh, talk a lot and share information. So if there was stuff going on over there, they'd be across it. The, the, that's the one thing in the, um, in the AFL world they are world class with their trainer, you know, Darren Burgess and the like at all the AFL clubs and their injury rehabilitation and prevention is uh, world class. Hey, it's the final Brecky Brownlow today as well, Mark Bickley. That means we are going to award the Brecky Brownlow. There's an actual Brownlow, which will be presented to the winner. Yep. Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre have been incredible with their support, not just of so many South Australian sports teams and businesses um, and individuals, but they are amazing. They were the first people on board. You know, they've been a big supporter of yourself. And mm. uh, the minute you said, I'm going to do this show, they were the first people that said, we're in. So, uh, Con and Lena, thank you for your support. Thank you very much. Okay, it's time for this. Elephant in the room on SENSA Breakfast. It's a Okay, so Bix, the elephant in the room is where we talk about subjects that not many others are talking about. We kind of do a little bit of a deep dive. A bit awkward. Um, I, I think we only need to do two today because the, the first one needs a big discussion. Okay. And that is on Warren Gary Treadray. He revealed the news yesterday on his podcast or the night before saying that he is going to nominate for the position on the board of the Port Adelaide Football Club. Yes. Um, yesterday on 588, David Kosh spoke to their breakfast show. Every director that comes onto the board has got to sign off or everyone that nominates for the member elected signs off on a a charter that I have of, of board behaviours, values and beliefs. And, you know, there's a um, there's sort of a code of how directors should act um, and and perform. But otherwise, it just creates confusion within the club. It, it, can, it creates confusion among staff of who's your boss and all that sort of thing. So what Koshi's saying is that you have to sign something to basically say uh, what? You can only reveal so many things that the board talks about? Well, it's, it's you know, most boards have a um, code of conduct and things like um, often the only people that can speak from a board are the chair or if there's a board spokesperson. Yeah. So if Warren's not, well, he's not the chair, that's David Kosh. And if he's not the spokesperson... Anything that's that's uh, an issue around the footy club, if he's on a weekly media spot and they oh, tell us about Ken Hinckley and yep. what's going on with his contract negotiations, he really can't say anything that that has been discussed at the board level. That, what he could say, and this is where, you know, there are, he's not the first um, director who's involved in the media, but all he's allowed to talk about is the stuff that is already out there that is known to the public. So he would say something along the lines of. Well, the club released a statement last week that said that they are not talking about, you know, renegotiating Ken's contract until August. And that's all I can say. And so so the, the comments around, you know, after round three, Ken's position is untenable. He wouldn't be able to say that. So there's a group of Port Adelaide supporters, and there's a fair amount of them that were on board with everything that Warren was saying in 2023. Mm-hmm. Therefore... How do you think they would feel if he went onto the board and wasn't able to comment on this stuff publicly? Um, 
Would I, they just need to trust that he's going to say it privately? Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think Port fans would be happy because the one thing that that um, Treaders brings to the table, and anyone that sort of met him or had anything to do with him, he 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 speaks his mind, and he's he's true to what he's feeling. He says so, and I think that's you know for a lot of Port fans, they don't think that their voice is being heard, and there's a lot of fans um, that think he represents some of their views. Now, there are a lot of fans that don't, you know, like let's say that um, it's 50-50. Well, guess what? The 50% that don't agree with Treaders, they've got other board members there like Koshi and the others that have been really supportive of Kent. So what you want on a board is you you want to have robust discussion. You want to make sure that we're debating and talking about all the things that, that need to be talked about before we agree on what's our course to go forward. But th- here's the big one. The big one is you have to be united. So once you agree, this is the path forward. And for Port Adelaide, they agreed last year, the path forward was to reappoint Ken Hinckley. Well, you've got to just drop him behind him, whether you believe that's the right decision or not. You are then fully supportive of that decision. Good timing. We've got a little bit of time for one more. Can I ask you about the AFLW grand final? Yes. Because it's staying at Icon Park because it's going to be a sellout there, 13,000, and they can't move it to Marvel Stadium because um, the venue also isn't ready because they had Supercross there over the weekend, so they couldn't have got the venue ready in time. Um, in the case that Adelaide got to host the grand final, they would have been preying on the Shield match to finish very quickly, though, no, wouldn't no, they? No, no, it was always going to be at Norwood Oval. I, I, I raised this with Phil Harper, who uh, looks after the women's program here in Adelaide. It was always going to be at Adelaide Oval. And that, that causes an issue where you have the uh, grand final being decided a week prior to the grand final. Mm. Because with the way it's structured in the AFL at the moment, you know that it's at the MCG. And also, there's not other sports happening at that time of the year at those venues. There is almost in Victoria, there is nowhere else to play that game. Yeah. They can't play it at Amy Park because it's rectangle. So Icon Park is the only venue that they can literally play it. And that's going to cause issues continually. Well, and see, so this is, you know, like it's, it's, it's easier to say, oh, we should move the grand final around and, you know, the p- team that finishes on top should earn the right. But it's, it's just not that easy, is it, when you start to think about it? And um, there are those issues. This is why, the, like the Super Bowl, you have this bidding process mm. where you say, you know, three years from now, Adelaide will host the grand final. Well, um, then, you've, then you run into the problem that it might be a uh, Collingwood-Carlton grand final at Adelaide Oval, you know, and so that's problematic as well. So it's just, it's not quite that simple. And like you say, nobody knows who's going to host it. Adelaide Oval, I don't think was available and it was always going to be at Norwood, which in some ways makes a little bit of sense as well because Adelaide have played all their home games. It does, but just imagine the uproar if Adelaide qualified for the grand final, the push to to have it at Adelaide Oval again because of the fans that continually turn out. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not buying that. The fans that continually turn out, well, guess what? The fans, there's 4,500, 5,000 people yeah. at Norwood Oval. Its capacity is 15. As long as the 4,500, 5 that go every week get a ticket, that's all I'm concerned about. Because the others are just going to bowl up, what, one game a year, which is the grand final. It's a good end to Elephant in the Room. Uh, next, our nomination for who has to pull up their socks. All Day Comfort, All Day Socks by Underworks on SENSA.